Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Congress's latest move to extend copyright protection is misguided by Lawrence Lessig. Almost exactly 20 years ago, Congress passed the Sonny Bono Copyright Term Extension Act, which extended the term of existing copyrights by 20 years. The act was the 11th extension in the prior 40 years, timed perfectly to assure that certain famous works, including Mickey Mouse, would not pass into the public domain. Immediately after the law came into force, a digital publisher of public domain works, Eric Eldred, filed a lawsuit challenging the act. The Constitution gives Congress the power to secure copyrights for limited times for the express purpose of promoting progress. Extending the copyright of an existing work, Eldred argued, could not promote anything. The work already exists, and repeated extensions of existing terms cannot be what the framers meant by limited times. The Supreme Court agreed to hear the challenge. I was lead counsel for the plaintiff, and in addition to our brief, a scad of creators who build upon the public domain, along with librarians, archivists, and economists, filed briefs in support of Eldred. Nobel Prize winner Milton Friedman agreed to sign the economist's brief only if the words no brainer were included. Yet the court rejected our challenge to the law. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg was not convinced that Congress was addicted to term extensions. The most recent extension, the court remarked, simply harmonized the term internationally. After the 1998 extension, there was no reason, the court believed, to think that Congress would need to extend terms anymore. After all, with the term of 95 years for work created before 1976 and the life of the author plus 70 years for work beginning in 1976, how much more time could possibly be needed? Twenty years later, the fight for term extensions has begun anew. Buried in an otherwise harmless act, 
passed by the House and now being considered in the Senate, this new bill purports to create a new digital performance right, basically the right to control copies of recordings on any digital platform, ever hear of the Internet, for musical recordings made before 1972. These recordings would now have a new right, protected until 2067, which for some means a total term of protection of 144 years. The beneficiaries of this monopoly need do nothing to get the benefit of this gift. They don't have to make the work available, nor do they have to register their claims in advance. That this statute has nothing to do with the constitutional purpose of promoting progress is clear from its very title. The Compensating Legacy Artists for Their Songs, Service, and Important Contributions to Society Act, or Classics, is as blatant a gift without any public return as is conceivable. And it's not just a gift through cash, it's a gift through a monopoly regulation of speech. Archives with recordings of music from the 1930s or 1940s would now have to clear permission before streaming their musical content, even if the underlying work was in the public domain. Yet there is no registry of these owners anywhere, and while massive digital suppliers such as Apple Music and Spotify could probably afford to carry the burden, no public or non-profit website could even begin to bear the cost of assuring they were not committing a felony. The Act doesn't harmonize American law with international law. Indeed, it creates more disharmony. No other jurisdiction creates a similar right anywhere. The Act is simply a gift paid for by further weakening the ability of archivists to keep our culture accessible. That's why more than 40 professors of intellectual property of all political stripes signed a letter this week asking Congress to reject the Classics Act. When a creative work is a century old, Congress should let it pass into the public domain. But at the very least, if Congress is so eager to give gifts to famous creators, it should require that the beneficiary at least record their claim in advance, in a public and searchable archive, so it is simple to know which rights must be cleared and how. Either way, it is finally clear that the Supreme Court's prediction that the copyright owners would be satisfied with the copyright protection provided by the Sonny Bono Act turns out not to be true. If this bill passes, we can expect other copyright owners to complain about the unfairness in the gift given to the creators of legacy recordings, and in the clamor to harmonize with this 144-year term, a swamp of extensions is certainly on the way. No doubt the beneficiaries of these gifts will be grateful to Congress and show their gratitude in the campaign finance ways of Washington. Equally without doubt, this is not what a system meant to promote the progress of science was ever intended to be. More great stories can be found by following these links in the original article. Inside Facebook's Hellish Last Two Years As artificial intelligence gets better and better, here are five tough projects for 2018. The three-digit score that could dictate your place in society. The strange history of one of the Internet's first viral videos. You give up a lot of privacy just by opening your email. Here's how to stop it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.